You're listening to the Wilkesbury Scranton Penguins podcast, the best place to break the ice with your favorite players. Now here's your roast on the coast, Nick Hart. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, after a holiday hiatus. We have returned here on the Wilkesbury Scranton Penguins podcast. I am Nick Hart, and my guest for this first podcast out of the holiday break, the first podcast of 2019, is Penguins forward Jarrett Burton. Burts, I can't believe that we have not had you on the podcast yet to this point because you're a pretty tenured guy in that locker room. And this is your podcast debut. This is crazy to me. I know. I was going to bring something up to you by the end of the year if it didn't happen, but I'm glad you you finally came up and asked me. But we, we finally took care of it. Long <laughs> overdue, but we finally have Jared Burton on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast. It's crazy because if you actually go through like the guys that are on the Penguins roster right now, guys that have played more games than Jared Burton on this current roster are Jean-Sebastian D., Teddy Bluger, Garrett Wilson. I believe that's the end of the list, right then and there. Garrett Wilson's played 146 games for the Penguins. You've played 142. Okay. I didn't know the numbers, but yeah. yeah. It feels like so, I've been here for a while. So exactly. Good. Yeah. So what my, my question to you would be, you were an you know, undrafted guy coming out of college, played for the Wheeling Nailers, and now here you are in Wilkes-Barre Scranton. How has kind of this uh, journey through your professional career been, especially now that you've sort of found roots here with the Penguins organization? Yeah, it's been great. Um, obviously, I had four years at Clarkson University, and finished that off and didn't have too many offers coming out of uh, college and had an opportunity to come come to Wheeling and uh, play with uh, under Clarkie there and you know had a good few weeks didn't go on the playoff run because I had to go back to school for uh, for to finish my exam so I could graduate and you know kind of started there and just enjoyed my time with Clarkie and in Wheeling and had the opportunity eventually to get called up to Wilkesbury and kind of found a spot here so yeah. no yeah. it's been a great uh, yeah, five years now. Yeah, and, and here you are, still kicking around with the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about your time in Clarkson because I know that's something I want to talk about a little bit, especially uh, some friendships that you made that now have returned here in Wilkes-Barre Scranton. But first, I want to ask you how the holidays were because, I mean, on the podcast side of things, I think we've been uh, off the air for four or five weeks or so because we had uh, the dad's trip and Christmas and New Year's. It was hard to actually – for one, myself, to have the time to put this together, but get guys as well. So let me ask you, how did you spend your holiday, my friend? My holiday was great. Uh, wasn't able to get home. A uh, little too far for the for the only the right. three we days. Three days, we, yeah. Only three days, and Sault Ste. Marie is about 11 hour, 11 to 12 hour drive from here. So I was fortunate that my sister lives in Pittsburgh, and uh, my family decided to come down here for uh, for the break. So we all went to Pittsburgh and made it a lot easier for me. So it was a great break. My grandparents came down. Hadn't uh, seen them much, uh, obviously, since the season started, so that was a blast. So this is like the whole family came on yeah, down, too. Mom, actually, Mom, Dad came down from Sault Ste. Marie. Sisters obviously live in there. My brother, uh, he's an assistant coach in Italy. Right. Plays, he coaches a team down in Milan, Italy, and he was able to get a longer break, so he kind of surprised my parents and flew down to Pittsburgh as well. Really? And then my grandparents, yeah, so... It was actually a great, great holiday. That's fantastic. What's your sister doing in Pittsburgh? Uh, she lives there. She's actually. Uh, I'm not gonna oh, bring oh, it no. up. I'm not gonna bring it up now. Oh, we're not I, gonna bring it up. I don't think so. Oh my goodness. You want to? I, oh, I have no idea. She's engaged to Brian Rust, so. She really? Lives there, yeah. 
not too many people. This know is that, a huh? mind blowing fact for me. I had yeah. no idea. I legitimately had no clue. Whenever you you mentioned that, I thought it was like, oh, what perfect synergy. She's just living in Pittsburgh. That's that's five hours away. Yeah, it's kind of wow. weird how the whole thing ended up, but yeah, she lives down there now, and they're engaged, and they're getting married next summer. Next summer? Yeah. Well, congratulations to your sister. What's her name? Kelsey. Kelsey. Congratulations, yeah. Kelsey. Yeah, she's, that'll be she's pretty excited about it. So. You excited about it? Yeah. Kelsey's yeah. a good guy. It was actually weird. So when they kind of started dating, it's when I came up to Wilkes-Barre the first time, okay. and he was that's when he got called up to go to Pittsburgh. So okay. they were dating. I had never met him yet. And uh, we were playing with a bunch of the same teammates, so like me being here and yeah, guys like so, so many me mutual friends, bunch but of mutual friends, and like, oh, your sister's dating Rusty. I was like, yeah, but I never met the guy yet. So <laughs> is he a good guy? And they're like, oh yeah, he's the best. So, yeah, yeah, re- really uh, good. So guy. yeah, no, he's a great person, and they're really good together. So it's great. So how did they meet then? If you hadn't met Rusty, but he meets your sister. So yeah, this is where it kind of, kind of gets weird. So my Ooh. family back home in Sault Ste. Marie. We live beside uh, Trevor Daly, okay. who yes. was a former Penguin. So the former su- Greyhound as well. Former Sioux Greyhound. That's where his wife's from, so that's where they reside in the summers. Okay. So our, fa- our f- family and their family is really close. So my sister had finished university, and he had just recently been traded from Dallas to Chicago. Mm-hmm. So they, she was done. She was doing her master's online, and they were kind of looking for help with the kids because they had two young kids at the time. And so they're like, Kelsey, would you want to come live with us in Chicago? And via nanny, kind of, and uh, whatnot. So kind of just help with the kids. So she moved to Chicago, lived there for the first half of the year. Then they got traded to Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. And that's when, uh, well, obviously she moved to Pittsburgh. And yeah. Then and that's when they got introduced. So. Right. Yeah, it's kind of weird how the whole thing I was going to say, yeah. as as you were telling that story, in my head I could already see, all right, I understand where this is tracking because yeah. Daly ends up in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. All that all this stuff plays out. Now they're. Engaged, about to be happily married next summer. Yeah, so they've been together for a few years now, and yeah, they're pretty happy, so it's great. Oh, that's that's awesome. That is a really cool story. That I honestly, for those of you out there, I had no idea that no. that was the case. I had no clue. So that's a, a cool story we just stumbled upon right there. Yeah, I get razzed every once in a while about it. Do you just nah, because it's no, rusty? Yeah, just because a lot of mutual friends in the whole thing. So no, right, it's great. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, and you have had a chance to meet him plenty of times by now. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. good kid. Yeah, he is a good guy. Really good guy. Yeah. Now, that's, I think, one of the first things we hear when we talk about Jared Burton, when you talk to anybody about Jared Burton. Oh, such a nice guy, such a you know friendly personality, things like that. But here on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast, Jared, i got to try and get you to open up a little bit. You know what I mean? So Alrighty. you're, you're going to try and be all nice and all that stuff. I get it. That's your personality. But if I want to really get the most out of you, i got to try and break you open, got to crack that egg. So this is usually something we save for later in the episodes, but I'm going to bust it out early. Maybe it's just because I'm a little bit excited and we haven't done a few <laughs> episodes in a while, All but right. we're going to do this right now, get you fired up, try and get you uh, a little bit upset, try and get that fire burning inside you, okay? Yeah, let's see what you got. This here. is a game that we call Cancelled. Cancel it. Cancel it. Cancel it. Cancel it. Cancel it. Cancel it. I could simply Cancel snap it. my fingers. Cancel it. They would all Cancel cease to Cancel exist. All right, Jared, this is the most power that you have ever had in your entire life. As of this moment, you now can decide the fate of anything in the world. And at your whim, this thing could be canceled, gone forever. 
In this helmet I have right before you, I have a bunch of categories, polarizing topics that have been accrued over the past uh, several months or so. Okay. And all of these things are up for cancellation. And you get to decide if they are gone forever. Okay. You don't have so to. So I, I, we pick randomly out of the helmet? We and pick then... randomly out of the helmet, and then you get to decide. And this is just Jarrett Burton's call. You don't have to consult your friends, your family, your agent, your grandma. You don't have to. You decide okay. if this is canceled. Okay. Can you handle that? I can handle it. All right. Let's get her started. The first canceled of 2019. Jarrett Burton, would you cancel unmarked police cars? Canceled. Canceled. Gone. Why? Because you were quick on the trigger with that one, too. Yeah, I just think, you know, it's, you don't need to be sneaking around out there. I mean, I guess they have a purpose out there, but uh, of for, course the, they have a purpose, for, the, yeah. for the sanctity of driving and getting tickets, <laughs> I'd cancel them. Yeah, there's, there's nothing worse. Well, first, there's nothing worse than when you're driving – and you see those lights in your rearview mirror, you're like, oh, great. But then when it's not an actual police car, you feel like you've been duped. You've yeah, been bamboozled. You've been duped 100%. Yeah, you feel like an idiot. I wouldn't say I'm a fast driver to begin with right. either, but uh, for those who are, yeah, I've, I'll, I'll cancel them for you guys. Right out of the gate, Jared yeah, Burton, who is a safe driver, has canceled <laughs> unmarked police cars. I think my girlfriend would be happy with that. She gets a lot of tickets. So Okay, well, you just did her a huge favor. Yeah. <laughs> Jared Burton, you a football fan? Uh, somewhat, yeah. Okay. Would you cancel kickoffs in football? No, I think the it's kickoff. a great play. It's, I, it's I, I think play. it's exciting, especially when they they recover for a touchdown or something. Mm -hmm. I like to keep that one in there. Yeah. Now, that's a play that they've done, like, a lot of rules to, like, subdue. They moved it up, so most of the time it just gets kicked out of the end zone. There's no play anyway because they're afraid of injuries and things like that. But you say the excitement of the long return, even the touchdown return, yeah. is worth it. Yeah, and it's a, it's a game changer. If you, like I think where I was watching a game this weekend where I'm trying to remember who it was. Obviously, it was a playoff game, and it was uh, a pretty – I think it might have been the Bears game. It was because Tariq Cohen had the huge return to put them like close to field goal yeah, position. Yeah, that made it possible to have that kick, which was – which a topic uh, of discussion, I guess, too. But yeah. I guess it got tipped, so it wasn't uh, as bad for the it is, guy. It is officially ruled a block yeah. kick, not a missed kick. So yeah. I guess uh, good news for Cody Parkey? I yeah. don't really know. For I those felt of bad you, for him, but he, oh, uh, felt he so manned bad up. For the guy. That was, his interview after was pretty remarkable. I didn't see it. What did he say? Just manned up, said, you know what? I made a. I thought I had a good kick. I made a mistake. I lost it for my team, but he kind of just owned up to – he didn't shy away from the reporters or anything, so it was it was good to see. Okay. For those of you that were unaware, in the last weekend of uh, NFL football playoffs, the Chicago Bears had a chance to drive down the field, win the game with a field goal against the Philadelphia Eagles. They make the kick, they win. They miss the kick, they lose. And the guy hit the post and then hit the crossbar at the bottom as well. He hit two posts, and it didn't go in. But they did say it was tipped by a fingertip. So. Yeah. It was a, that was a – Exciting game. It was exciting. Thrilling game. Yeah. Uh, definitely a thrilling finish and partially created by the kickoff. So that's why you're keep keeping it, it around. That's why we got to keep it. All righty. Okay. I, I understand what this is. It took me a second to understand what this is because it's worded strangely. Okay. Jared Burton, would you cancel pop culture calendar date references? No, I see you're trying to process yeah, this as well. I think what this is, what the pop culture calendar date references, what this is is like um, every year when it's like the last day of April, you go on social media and everyone's saying, 
the Justin Timberlake. Is it's going to be May. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Or um, Mean Girls has the one where it's like, I don't know. I can't remember the exact date. Oh, I know what you're talking yeah, yeah. about. So people make these pop culture date references or, or back to the future. You know, Oh, this is the day when Marty McFly went back in time. Yeah, I think you keep them. I don't okay. know. I think they're uh, – I mean, there's probably some that are, haven't happened yet that are going to be pretty funny that are, we'll laugh at, but obviously the ones that we see all the time kind of get a little bit old. They but, get very uh, old very fast. But uh, it's always interesting to see what will come up next. So, I don't know. I think you keep those. All righty. Jared Burton's going to keep the pop culture calendar date references. And I'm a big movie fanatic. So You're a big movie guy? I like that kind of so stuff. So you like catching that stuff? Yeah. I like when other people catch it. It's like, oh, that was pretty clever that they get, they got that one. So. Yeah. All righty. What's next? High-waisted shorts. Jared Burton, would you cancel the fashion trend of high-waisted high shorts? shorts? Uh, I'm kind of indifferent on that one. You're indifferent. Yeah. So you don't feel strongly enough. Yeah. I don't uh, – I would probably keep them. I mean, people can wear whatever they like. All right. If they like them. Keep wearing them. Not a fashion mogul? No, no, not really. No? We go, we'll get JS in here for that. Yeah. See what he has to a say. A couple other guys you can get on here for yeah. those kind of chats. Oh, I'm interested into your answer with this. Would you cancel karaoke bars? Never. Never. I, Why would you? I love them. They're, I love them. They are maybe the best subgenre of bar there is. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I thoroughly enjoy a karaoke bar there are a lot of people that will be utterly terrified they would rather just fall off of a cliff than sing, sing karaoke yeah i'm not one of those people no. i'm pretty i don't know i'm pretty laid back and whatnot but a karaoke bar is a pretty fun time especially you're with a big group of people you're oh, all yeah. having fun you just pull out a song that no one's like heard in a long time or whatnot so no, I love it. So, what's the karaoke go to? What What would be Jared oh, Burton's first round draft? Pick? Teenage Dirtbag every time. Oh, what a pick! Yeah, love it. That is a great pick. I remember what I think it was. Um, Sihir Gill when he was here, he would play that in the locker room all the time. Oh yeah, you because be the karaoke bars we go to, we toss it on and get up and sing. And, so and the crowd goes wild. Yeah, we love it. So that's a classic song. That is a forgotten classic. Yeah, Lost in Time, Teenage Dirtbag. That's a great tune. That's a great one. All right, to we, get it on here. We got a we got a few more on here. <laughs> okay, we'll do a few more. Jared Burton, would you cancel millennials? <laughs> what are those, the those gosh so what, darn millennials? I feel like yeah. Uh, we'll can, I haven't for canceled everything. too many, so I'll cancel. You're canceling millennials? Yeah, I'll oh, cancel them. Oh no, the millennials have been canceled. Yeah, Applebee's and TGI Fridays are saved. The millennials aren't coming for you anymore. Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one, but I'll cancel. What year were you born? 1990. 1990. Am I a millennial? I think you might technically be a millennial. Hold on. I have my computer right here. We're going to look this up because millennials, they're getting a bad rap right now. They're getting blamed for everything. I know. Yeah. We'll have to see. To be honest, I think I will. I I think I end up being a millennial. I think it's even earlier than the 90s. It's okay. So according to Google, when I just typed it in, they say anyone born after 1981 is a millennial. So we're all millennials. So maybe no, maybe we don't cancel them. Maybe. You just canceled yourself, <laughs> buddy. I I mean, I cancel anyone over 2000s, maybe. That's over 2000? Yeah. Yeah. So like, if you if you're less than 19 years old, Jared Burton is canceled. Yeah, you. you're ca- you're getting canceled right now. <laughs> Sorry, kids. Jared Burton wipes you out. Do they have like a second category, like sub millennial, yeah, millennial times two? 
I'm trying to think of all the stuff that millennials get blamed for. Oh, it's pretty... everything. It's like closets in hotel rooms. Hotel rooms are getting rid of closets because they figure like you pack your stuff anyway. Really? Yeah, so I a lot of hotels one. that are being built, and it's because of the millennials. <laughs> or like the the couches also that they put in hotels. So hotels the millennials are don't taking use them. the. Oh yeah, the mo- well I should say millennials are taking the blame for hotels cutting down on closet space and the couches, the, the side couches. I'm a huge fan of the side couch. Really? Yeah. See, I never use it. No. No, I just I'll just sit so or lay it, on my bed. Do you not? Do you nap a lot? I am a big nap guy. That's probably because you're in the bed when exactly. you're in a hotel. If you go on the couch, you might stay awake. Maybe that that be maybe that's the it kind of strategy. forces you. I think I don't know. I'm a big fan of it though, especially when we're on the road quite a bit. If you can just chilling, you know, you can get a, you can get a nice coffee table in front of that, get cards going. It's, yeah, it's a nice little uh, living space for you. Okay, well, they're apparently going the way of the yeah, dinosaur, my friend, and it's the millennials' fault. I guess so. What What are other things? So, like chain restaurants are getting the thumbs down. Everyone's blaming millennials for chain restaurants going out of business. The hotels. What else? It's it's everything. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, uh not a too cable. up to date. Cable. Cable. I'm not a big. Uh, I don't have cable this year. Right. This first year. That's because you're a millennial. I'm a millennial. <laughs> That's why I got. I have to be canceled here. <laughs> I got to cancel myself. Yeah. The, the millennials are responsible for the downfall of mankind. Oh. So, good work, Jared Burton. You have you have saved all of humanity <laughs> by canceling yourself. Apparently. All righty. We'll do. We'll do one more here. We'll do one more here, and then we'll move on. This is. A, oh, this this is a good one. Especially because you're you're from Canada, um, would you cancel days that are over eighty degrees Fahrenheit? I would not cancel that. No, I love it. You I love the, I love, you love the hot heat. weather. I love hot weather. I'm actually I love cold weather too. I'm kind of everything, but I think that's why I like both. It's just you know you have the good days that are hitting ninety, and then you have the nice cold days that make you want those. So even those I, hot days. This barometer here is at 80 and you even said 90 you're like yeah that's totally fine oh, yeah oh boy i went to actually so i went to a bachelor party actually for for benny uh-huh this past summer we went down to scottsdale with the nice weather and i couldn't get enough of it it was it was awesome all righty well that actually provides us with a perfect transition as we move forward here on the podcast but once more we will review this game of canceled Jarrett burton came out hot by canceling unmarked police cars also later canceled millennials but he has kept kickoffs in football, pop culture calendar date references, high-waisted shorts, karaoke bars, and days over 80 degrees because of the fond memories that have been made by you in warm weather, such as the bachelor party for Ben Sexton. Where did you say? Scottsdale, Arizona? Scottsdale, yeah. You and Ben have known each other for a long time. Uh, going back to college, Ben just got traded to the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins in early December. How excited were you when you heard the news that Ben Sexton was going to be your teammate again? I was I was pretty excited. You know, we have a long history of friendship here, and uh, that morning he gave me a show. I actually had a text message from him, and it was kind of open-ended, so I was like, I think something's going on here. And then all of a sudden I had a missed call from him. So then I called him back, and he was like, hey, you ready to be teammates again? And I was like, no way, like serious kind of thing and yeah. yeah he was like yeah i'm on my way coming i was like no way but then it got delayed a little bit because of the paperwork right yeah up, but it was good yeah it was exciting to know he was coming to play here did you know him prior to college or do you guys just meet at clarkson we met yeah freshman year at school that's when we met yeah all righty how often did you guys skate together in college like as line mates i should say uh so my first year we didn't at all um 
sophomore year kind of started and by our junior senior years i know we played quite a bit together mm -hmm. senior year uh we were both centermen so we kind of at the time so we kind of were rotating and between who was playing wing and whatnot but we kind of solidified it in our senior year and played a lot of played a lot of time together then played a lot together in your senior year and going through all that time together you guys formed uh, a great friendship so not only are you guys teammates uh, you were in his wedding as well, weren't you? I was, yeah, this past summer. Yeah, it was a great day. Great, yeah. Beautiful down in Ottawa. It was uh, at a nice church. Everything was gorgeous. And then, uh, yeah, it was awesome. Awesome day. Beautiful sunny day, too. I was going to say, Ottawa can be a real sneaky, beautiful town when it comes to all the, the old architecture in that area and stuff like that. I think when people think of you know, travel destinations north of the border. They're thinking of, you know, Toronto, Montreal, Quebec City, Vancouver on the west. I think Ottawa kind of gets lost in the shuffle, but they do a good job preserving a lot of that old architecture and things like that. So I imagine the church you guys were at was just out of this world. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, the history there, obviously, because our parliament and everything is based yeah. out of Ottawa. So if you're kind of into that stuff, it's a beautiful place to go. But uh, there's a lot to do. It's uh best way to describe it. It's like a small, big city kind of thing. Like it you know, it has that feel like there's a lot of stuff to do, but it's not overbearing and, like, you you can't move around or whatnot. So it's, uh, no, it's a cool city. Cool. I will have to check it out sometime. I still have not yet been uh, to Ottawa, nor have I ever been to your hometown. As much as I always hear about it as a place that's playing big hockey games, whether it's, you know, junior or junior A or creating star hockey products, I've never been to Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. So please Give me the uh, the travel advisor's travel pitch. Travel advisory pitch? For, uh, uh, for Sault Ste. Marie. Well, wintertime, it gets cold. I'm not going <laughs> to yes. disguise that. It's chilly. It's right um, It's right where Lake Superior and Lake Huron meet. So okay. it's right on the Great Lakes. And it's also a border town. So it's right on there's Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, right on the other side yes. of the bridge. So you're very close to all of the upper peninsula of Michigan and whatnot. So... The biggest big city that's close to Sault Ste. Marie would be Detroit. So right, um, but yeah, but that's still how far away? That's about five five and a half hours. So okay. it's still kind of a kind of a hike. Yeah, it, it's essentially Wilkes to Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, no, it's it's a great city. It was a great city to grow up. It's a big hockey town, like you said. We have an OHL team that gets tremendous support from the city, and uh, actually recently have been doing really well. So yes, they uh, have. The city's kind of buzzing around them, but a lot of Star star NHL products that have come through there, like uh, the Esposito brothers growing up. Mm -hmm. uh, they have the Esposito Park for – it's like an outdoor rink that uh, all the kids play oh, at. Oh, it's an outdoor rink. Yeah, and then uh, Ron Francis, another big Pittsburgh Penguin there. Yep. And oh, yeah. So there's some players um, that have come through there, and, you know, they love their hockey, so it was a great place. I think I remember this from talking to you a couple years ago as well because you growing up in Sault Ste. Marie, you went to plenty of Greyhounds games as well. Did you get a chance to see Dustin Jeffrey in his prime while he was playing in the Sioux? I did, yeah. Because he's a Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins great. Yes, yes, he is. Yes, he is. I was actually fortunate to play with Jeffs for a little bit here, here the first year that I came here, so we chatted about the Sioux quite a bit. and uh, Yeah, I still remember going to watch Jeffs play quite a bit when uh, – he was with the Greyhounds. They had a really good team at the time. I believe they lost in the conference final or maybe the final, but uh, he was a star player for them, and it was uh, it was pretty cool being able to be his teammate for a little bit here. Who was the best player you ever saw come through the Sioux? 
for the Greyhounds? That, that you that you can remember, yeah. Uh, Jeff Carter, I think he was He's okay. He was incredible. Yeah. Um, it's weird because we had an old an old rink in the Sioux until I mean I guess it's a little while now, but growing up we had the Memorial Gardens and that's uh it was an older barn, but I remember sitting there and I remember a play specifically where he got the puck and it kind of looked like he had a breakaway from the blue line in and he had that such a hard shot he just took a wrist shot and it went top corner i was like this isn't this it was, it was amazing kind of seeing how hard that shot came off but he's one guy that i remember who was uh pretty remarkable for the for the greyhounds right now when i asked you that question you actually kind of stalled for a moment you were like oh for the greyhounds do you have anyone that like you played with growing up that you remember uh, that turned out okay we, yeah. I wonder if that was what your moment of hesitation was. No, like, I was okay. just I was just trying to think of other guys that have that are from there that have uh, that have kind of moved on. Um, like Tyler Kennedy would be another one. Oh yeah, He's another Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguin, Pittsburgh yeah, Penguin. He was a big one. Um, yeah, another. I'm trying to think of the Pittsburgh tags because there was a lot. Like Rico Fata was a, a, a yeah. He's a local guy. I from forgot. Sioux, yeah, who was a pretty promising uh, prospect coming up and whatnot. So. There was a we had a, quite a few uh, Pittsburgh connections there to to Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah, you mentioned a handful right there. So you said Ronnie Francis. We have uh, Ronnie Francis, Dustin Jeffrey, Rico Fada, Tyler Kennedy, and now Jared Burton. But you didn't play for the Greyhounds so no. since you since you grew up in a major junior town where, like you said, there's so much support being thrown at that team. Why was college hockey the right route for Jared Burton? Well. I wouldn't say it was much of a choice because I did try out for the Greyhounds two years. Really? And I, and I got cut both years, uh, the first time it, right out of the rookie camp. And then my second year after uh, – actually, af it was after my first year of junior. I um, had a tryout with them again and went to the main camp and didn't make it again. So at that point, um, I kind of put all my focus into trying to make sure I could get a college scholarship. And – I moved down to Kingston, Ontario, and started playing junior hockey there. Right. Played there for two seasons and was able to get a scholarship uh, out of Kingston. So for Clarks, so the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds cut the native son, and now he's playing for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins in the American Hockey League. Yeah, smooth move, Sue. Smooth <laughs> move. It was all right though, because uh, I my my parents always wanted me to get an education, and uh, so it kind of led me to. To, to the opportunity to go to Clarkson and my dad was an ex OHL player and so he was kind of leaning on me to try to go college as well but okay. at the time I was just focused on trying to make the team and if I made it then I could make a decision but I didn't really get a chance to yeah. make a decision because they made it for me they so. made the decision for you so you end up at Clarkson University in Potsdam New York where is that geographically so Potsdam's in upstate New York it's but like way upstate right it's fairly upstate yeah, yeah. so it's not like the Albany or Ithaca or like any or Utica or anything like that it's um it's about 30 to 40 minutes from the border of the border is Ogdensburg New York mm -hmm. and then it's about 30 minutes south from there so it's only about an hour and a half from Ottawa and so it's fairly close to Canada yeah it's almost basically a Canadian university because it's like smack dab on the border What's uh what's the the culture around Clarkson University hockey? Because I know in the ECAC specifically, teams sometimes go through waves, ups and downs here and there. But they have been fantastic lately. The Golden Knights uh, making the national tournament last year. What is sort of the the culture around Golden Knights hockey? Yeah, it was exciting to see them do really well last year. Obviously, but um, 
Yeah, the tradition at Clarkson, it's there's always a winning tradition. There are the teams in the past have been tremendous. They never have won a national championship, but they've been really close a few times. Yes. And uh, a lot of star players have come uh, through Clarkson. Like uh, Dave Taylor's probably our biggest legend that's ever come through there. Like a LA King legend as well. Um, but yeah, always had that winning tradition, and it was a lot of fun. It's a small, small town, small school. And uh, they just love their hockey there, so it's um, it was a uh, it was a great place to go to school and and to and to learn. How many students are at Clarkson? What's like the school size? Like, it's about thirty five hundred. Thirty five hundred. Thirty five. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's fairly small. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 fairly small, but for a small school, I think I just counted it up. I think they have had twenty one NCAA tournament appearances. That's really good for a small school. So that's that goes back to that winning tradition you were talking about. Exactly. Yeah. And it's um. Yeah, it's just a it's a hockey it's a hockey community through and through. It's uh it's incredible how much they love it and the support you get when you have a smaller school and you see you come into the rink and it's always packed with the town locals and the student sections always buzzing. So uh yeah, it was a, it was a great place to go to school. Do you think that like you said it's a hockey town, do you think that comes from the Golden Knights or just its geographical proximity to Canada that people are kind of hungry for it to begin with? I think I think it's a bit of both. I think uh obviously if they want to go to Canada watch a Senators game or a Canadians game or whatnot, they can get there pretty easily, but I think the Golden Knights have done a good job of of building hockey in that community and you know, they do a, they help quite a bit with youth programs and whatnot. So um I I would say Clarkson has a a big a big toll on why the their um, hockey culture is the way it is. All right, yeah, let's run through some of these alum really quick. So, like you said, uh, Dave Taylor spent almost uh, two decades, two full decades with the Los Angeles Kings. You have Yarmo Kekalainen, who's now the GM of the Columbus Blue Jackets, Craig Conroy, Eric Cole, Grant Klitsum, Willie Mitchell, Mark Borwecki, and... Ben Sexton became one of the Clarkson alum to play in the NHL whenever he made it up with Ottawa last year. Yeah, that was exciting to see Benny get a, a chance last year, and he was pretty excited. Especially for Ottawa, too, yeah. right? Like, it doesn't get more perfect than that. Yeah, he's got a lot of connections with the Ottawa Senators and whatnot, so it was kind of cool to see uh, to see that happen. Yeah, so that's a, a, a nice program that they have going there at Clarkson. Like we said, made the tournament last year, a really good team. Sheldon Rempel, the straw that stirred the drink for them, he's now tearing it up. Is he up in the NHL right now? I know he's his AHL statistics at the start of the year were just you would just look at the numbers and be like, oh boy, he's yeah. doing okay. Good yeah. thing we don't play out there. <laughs> yeah, um, to be honest, I'm not quite sure. I'm I know sure he's either. been kind of up and down, and he's having a really good year, and it's kind of cool to see a, a Clarkson alum doing doing so well. Well, we've got the scouting report on Sault Ste. Marie. We've got the scouting report on Clarkson University. Jared Burton just giving us all of the the tidbits from across his his entire life, his hockey journey. I love it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So now we're going to move on to a segment in the podcast. This occurs every single time we throw on the headsets and talk into the microphone. This is something that we call the question. What we do is we have our previous episode's guest leave a blind question for the next episode's guest. So they don't know who they're leaving the question for. It's just a completely wide open question. We encourage it not to be about hockey, but other than that, it could be about anything in the world. Are you on board for that? I'm on board, yeah. Alrighty. So I'm going to pop the question. Before I do, are you interested at all as to who our previous episode's guest was? Uh, no, I'd actually like to hear it after. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. So 
this person decided not to go for like a personal interview question. They decided to go the trivia route. So you're being left a trivia question. Now, Jared, how familiar are you with uh, with like history and geography? I wouldn't say I'm an expert by any means, but I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see how how well you do. The question for you, Jared, is Niagara Falls one of the seven natural wonders of the world? Niagara Falls, Falls, is it one of the natural wonders of the world? I don't think it is. I would say no. So I'm going to give you a chance now to think about this. You have a 50-50 opportunity to get it, yes or no. Your initial instinct is to say no, it is not. Why? Uh, Because I was trying to think of... Okay, so seven natural natural wonders. Yeah, isn't it the eight? What is it? What's the? What am I thinking of right now? I don't know. What are you thinking of? You tell me. Because we're not talking about the seven wonders of the world, like the Great Wall of China. And yeah, the that's not what we're talking. That's not what we're talking. That's about. not what we're talking. Seven about. Seven natural wonders of the world. Oh. So, f- so for example, I will I will give you two. I will give you two. Okay. Mount Everest, and the Grand Canyon. Those are two. Those are two big ones. Those too. are two of the seven natural wonders of the world. So this is where we're working. Your initial answer was no. This, I'm so millionaireing you right now. This is how yeah. they would do on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I they know, get the you're question, trying to pr- and then they try and get in your head. Your initial answer was no. no. I'm gonna stay with no because I think you are trying to persuade me here a bit. But I don't know. I've never. I've been in Niagara Falls a bunch of times, and it is really cool. But I feel like I would have heard that. I'm gonna stick with no. Jared Burton. Niagara Falls is not one of the seven natural wonders of the world. Which is staggering to me. I would have missed that 110%. The seven natural wonders of the world are Mount Everest, the Grand Canyon, the Northern Lights, the harbor at Rio de Janeiro, the Great Barrier Reef, Victoria Falls, and a volcano that I am not going to try and pronounce because I will swing and miss and embarrass myself. Now, Niagara Falls is often referred to sometimes as the eighth natural wonder of the world, but it's it's not one of the original, original. Okay. seven wonders of the natural world. I so think I remember hearing something like that where there was trying to be added on, and I was a little confused, but uh, yeah. But I didn't know the other ones either. Those are pretty, now I know. Could you name the other ones? The Like how I said, like Great Wall of China and Pyramid of Giza. Could you get those seven? I don't think so. I don't think I could either. Uh... But those are the the seven wonders of the ancient world, right? The ancient world. I think that's what they're called. No, I wouldn't be able to get it. Because the two I What's mentioned the are the two I can get. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what's um, what's the the statue in Brazil? Would that be one? What am I thinking? In Rio? Oh, it might be. I know exactly what you're talking about. In Rio de Janeiro. Um, it's the it's a gigantic statue. I don't know. I I'm looking it up real quick. The seven wonders. We're going to ancienthistory.eu. That sounds like a reliable source. It's not Wikipedia. We have the Great Pyramids of Giza, the Hanging Gardens of Babylon, the Statue of Zeus at Olympia, Greece, the Temple of Artemis, uh, the Mausoleum, Colossus of Rhodes, and the Lighthouse of Alexandria. So that big statue in Rio de Janeiro is not one of them. Not one of them. I was thinking maybe Stonehenge or something, too. Yeah, right? Yeah. But it has really taught me how little I know about the wonders of the world because it's one of those things, if if someone just asked me up front, do you know the seven wonders of the world? I'd be like, yeah, sure. Name them. Uh, (laughs) I know of them. Yeah, I I know know of them, them, yes. I don't know them, though. Yeah. Yeah. 
That is a good question. Yeah. I don't know who was asking that. Yeah, um, they went the trivia route. Usually, guys try and ask like like interview style questions, but try and throw you off with I a curveball. Like that, though. Yeah, you going know, trivia us, style. It got us thinking a little bit today. It was good. It did. So, do you want to know who it was? Yeah, can I guess first or? Go ahead. You can guess. Um, who's a history buff on our team? Uh, Churchman. Or Summers, one of those two, I would It was guess. not Kevin Churchman, and it was not Chris Summers. Oh, I... But before you try and guess again, if Jarrett and those of you at home that are wondering who was our previous episode's guest, I would steer you towards the Wilkes-Barre's Granted Penguins podcast archives <laughs> on SoundCloud and on iTunes. <laughs> there we go. Are you, a, are you a travel guy? Do you like to travel? Would you like to hit up all of these spots that we're talking about? Uh... I'm not a huge traveler. I think it would be cool to see. I would love to go see uh, the Great Wall of China or something like that. Mm-hmm. But what was the one? The Road of Colossus? I don't know. The if Colossus I, of Roads. Yeah, I don't know if I have too much interest in, in that one. To see that one. Yeah, I, I have, I've never been to Europe. I've never been out of this hemisphere. Obviously, been to Canada a couple of times, things like that. I think the farthest... West I've been was Arizona for like a week because we had uh, league marketing meetings one summer out there. But prior to that, the farthest west I'd ever been was like Detroit. Oh, really? Like, yeah. So like as much as I would like to say, oh, my God, I would love to see the wonders of the world. I don't think I just have the the motivation or time for that matter to go do it. Yeah, I think if I knew a little bit more about it, had some more information about uh, or more of a history buff, then I would yeah. be like, oh, yeah, I'd love to go see yeah. it. But and I'm sure if I was there, I'd be in awe yeah. of these, you know natural wonders or great statues but i i can't get myself to go to it yeah personally would you want so you brought up mount Everest before would you ever want to do something like that like climate climate no because i want to live <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i i am i do not have nearly the um the strength or athletic ability to get to the top I could climb it for a little bit and be like, okay, this is fun. Climb the base of it. Yeah, I'll, I'll get maybe an eighth of the way up and be miserable. Yeah. And I then mean, go back down. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. That's something I don't understand is the thrill of hiking a mountain. Oh, I get the thrill of it because you it'd be such an accomplishment of the human body and mind to be able to reach the summit of this gigantic, unclimbable feat yeah. and get to the top. I can understand why that is, why people would try and obtain that goal but i'm not going to do it i'm not going to be the guy to do it i would never do that never yeah if i can run a mile on the treadmill without having to take a break i feel like a champion i feel like rocky (laughs) like yes climbing the steps there oh yeah no i i could not i'm not a big thrill seeker no 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 jumping out of planes no bungee jumping yeah what one place i would like to go to is is machu picchu uh, I don't know why. I'm just, like, fascinated by it. I want to go check it out. But apparently, if they haven't already, they're, like, closing it down in the near future to, like, all tourists. Like, oh, you can't so go to Machu Picchu anymore because, I guess, people are screwing with it, and it's, like, falling apart, eroding. Oh, no way. Yeah, so they're, oh. like, shutting it down. So so you're in a time crunch. you got to get there. Uh, they may soon, have already then. shut it down. That may have oh, been really? a story I read, like, four years ago, and oh, it would be, geez. like, 2018 is the cutoff. I don't know. So gotta if dig, i got to get to Machu Picchu. get some Pichu. research and get to Machu or, Picchu then. Or I'll just sneak in. I'll yeah, be stealthy just don't about vandalize, it. Don't vandalize, yeah. Yeah, I'll be stealthy about it. If you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go? Um, I'd love to go see Switzerland. I think it'd be cool with the mountains and I, everyone you hear that goes there just says how beautiful it is. And I've never heard one person say a bad thing about Switzerland. Yeah, it's just, I think it'd be a great spot. 
I mean, you're not allowed to ski and whatnot when you're playing hockey, but I think it'd be cool once I'm done to maybe try a ski trip in Switzerland or, or something like that. Anywhere in particular or just Switzerland? Just anywhere in the mountains in Switzerland? Yeah, I don't know a ton about uh, – I, I haven't done my research on it yet, but <laughs> I think You just know cool it's cool. Spot. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, we'll have to get our travel plans together. Well, obviously, we're going in completely different directions. I'm looking at South America. You're looking at Europe, but we'll have to book our tickets sometime soon. Yeah, we should do it. We, let's do it. Let's do it. This is this is it right now. Yeah. How many people set their New Year's resolutions like two weeks into the new year? Yeah. Because we just did right now. We just now. did right now. I'm going to Machu Picchu. Are you going to Switzerland? Yeah, in a few years. but <laughs> <laughs> New Year's resolution for a couple of years later. 2030 maybe. We'll yeah. See. 2030. Lock yeah. it in. Yeah. We're, we're going to have to do a follow-up episode of the Penguins podcast roughly 10 years yeah. from now yep. <laughs> to see if Jared Burton has gone to Switzerland. I hope I have gone by then. That'd be a fun trip. That's I think. that's the the cutoff you're setting for yourself. Yeah, 20, I'm not 30. done by then. I probably won't be going. So I all I gotta do in the next eleven years. Well, it's set. Yeah. It's a date. Sometime in the next eleven years, Jared Burton is going to Switzerland. <laughs> That'll do it for us here on this episode of the Wilkes-Barre Granted Penguins podcast. But before we actually hit pause on the record button, we have to do one final thing, a final segment, Jared. This is how we end every single show. This is something called. Pens picks. Pens picks. Jarrett, what I'm looking for here is just a recommendation for the listeners out there. Anything that you've been into lately, anything that you just can't get enough of, or even something we could have talked about earlier in the podcast. If you have any recommendations for the people out there, what would be your pens pick? Um, my pens pick would be, I love games. Like I love playing cards and whatnot, mm-hmm. and. Our team's kind of been recently getting into some board games. Really? Yeah. So playing some board games on off days and whatnot. And the this game Settlers of Catan has been pretty fun. So that would be my pick for the listeners. The so boys are playing Settlers of Catan right yeah. now. I did not know this. There's a team game night. Yeah. Team game nights every once in a while. And it's been pretty fun. So I would. they get pretty heated, which is makes it a lot of more fun. Of course it does. There's the, no way it doesn't. Yeah, get pretty competitive, and you're supposed to do a lot of trading in the game, and guys just don't want it because they know it <laughs> might hurt their chances. But yeah, they don't uh, want to get hosed by the other guy. Yeah, that would be my pick. It's a fun game, and uh, a lot of people give it a bad rap, I think, but uh, it's pretty fun. I feel like it has a bit of a, a stigma. It's just one of those, like, Dungeons and Dragons, like, nerdy kind of game. Yeah, you know But what? you guys and are I all in o- right now. Yeah, I held off for a while, and then once I finally played, I was like, wow, this is pretty fun, so... Uh, that would be my pick, I think. All right, Jared Burton's Pens pick is Settlers of Catan. Uh, my Pens pick, it just came to an end, so you can't really watch it now. You'll have to pencil this one in for next year. But my Pens pick is going to be the IIHF World Junior Hockey Championships. For those of you that already aren't on board with this tournament, do it. It is so much fun every single year. The best under-20 talent that all of the world hockey powers have to offer come together um, it's it's so much fun. Uh, Jared, I'm sure you've watched it uh, plenty of times, seeing Canada try and chase gold year after year after year because the talent level is so high, but a lot of these kids haven't been, you know, coached into certain systems. You just put them together for two weeks. So no lead is ever safe. You can come back or give up a lead in the blink of an eye. Exciting plays happen. It's a fantastic tournament. Every single year, I am thrilled by it. So if those of you out there who love hockey, I don't know why you wouldn't love hockey if you're listening to this, <laughs> but if you love hockey, watch the World Junior Hockey Championships when they come around next year. It's it's so much fun. 
Yeah, I love watching the World Juniors. Like you said, like being growing up in Canada, it's kind of when it's Christmas time, it's World Junior Hockey time. It's you're always tuned in to TSN and watching, and it gives you a good chance to watch all these up and coming prospects that you might not get to see or, or hear about uh, all the time. So you get to see all those guys playing, and it's just a lot of fun. And they're always exciting games. Uh, the rules kind of change a bit, which makes it pretty fun always too. hard to keep track yeah, of. Yeah, and it's it's. You know, it's exciting hockey, like you said. It's absolutely thrilling. This year was the first time I'd ever seen two penalty shots called on one play. That was crazy, was it not? Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. Sweet. I didn't even know that was possible. No I, one knew it was possible yeah. because how, how could it be? But this guy gets tripped on a breakaway, stands up and starts skating, so the guy trips him again. Okay, you have two penalty shots. Yeah. And I heard, I don't know if the, how much truth is this, but I heard that if he would have scored the first one, then... There wouldn't have been a second shot, but then they would have had a power play after. Like, that that is accurate. Once again, so we're going into like the far, far corners of the rule book because what could possibly happen if he had scored on the first penalty shot and the second guy had scored on the penalty shot, you would have two goals scored at the same exact time, so you which is impossible. You can't do so that. So what they yeah. would do is they would have just given him a power play if he scored on the first penalty shot to prevent two goals from being scored at the same exact time. Wow. It's exciting. Like, it, that was That's the kind of stuff you learn watching the World Junior Hockey yeah. Championships. <laughs> so, yeah, you got to tune into World Juniors then. Absolutely. So, if you didn't watch this year, sorry, you missed it. The United States lost in the final. They do win silver, but Finland are your reigning champions, and the U.S., Canada, Russia, Sweden, everyone will be looking to topple Finland next year. Well, next week we will be off again, but... In two weeks' time, we will have another edition of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast. But for now, we're wrapping up this edition. Jared Burton was my guest today and a fantastic guest at that. So happy we finally were able to get you on the podcast, Jared. You have to wait no more. No, I appreciate it, Nick. That was a lot of fun. It was. It's always fun to get these guys on. So make sure you give uh, Jared Burton some shouts on social media if you enjoyed the episodes. Do you have a, What's your social handle? Uh, you don't even know. I think it's Jared Burton 90, possibly. So, Jared Burton 90. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Send him a message, of course, on social media. You can find me at underscore Nick Hart. And, of course, if you're not already, follow the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins on Twitter and Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, all that stuff, at WBS Penguins. That's where we always post these episodes of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast, in addition to SoundCloud and iTunes. You just type in WBS Penguins on iTunes. These bad boys are going to be showing up. So if you liked what you heard today with Jared Burton, go back and listen to some of our older episodes as well and be coming back in two weeks' time. We will have yet another episode of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast for Jared Burton. Jared, say bye to the people. Take care, everybody. And Nick Hart, thank you all for listening. See you next time.